This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Clean Cut Barbershop, located on 21 East Kelsey Avenue in Salt Lake City, Utah. To schedule an appointment, visit cleancutbarbershopslc.com. Walk-ins are also welcome. Mention Short Story Bingo and receive $5 off your first visit. Now, on to the show! Ooh, that's a bingo! <laughs> Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo? You just say bingo. Bingo! How fun! <laughs> How fun indeed. What about that commercial at the beginning? Jesus. I'm trying to get it right, but yo, seriously, cleancutbarbershopslc.com. Get your um, $5 off on your first visit. Peace to Jody. John and Tony over there uh, on 21 East Kelsey Avenue in Salt Lake City. They are, uh, they're, uh, got 30 years of experience, so they're right, rock and roll. So, episode 34, welcome. My name is Nate Chacombe the third. Say it with me if you've been here before. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your second time, the retention program is working. What we do on this podcast is I am a glorified narrator to, to stories that you probably will never hear. It's like Audible, sorta. What we're going to do today, or read today, rather, is out of uh, World's Strangest True Ghost Stories. That's the name of the book by John Macklin. The illustrations are by Elise Shanowitz. And the name of the story that we're going to read today is The Mummy's Curse. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, I like just read a little bit. Um, it's kind of like, um, like literally the mummy that Brendan Fraser was in. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they might have taken a little bit from that to get ideas from it, but it's kind of like that. Um, also, I want to uh, say thank you so, so much for uh, listening to the last episode, episode 33, when we talked about the siege of the Alamo with my boy Jody Joe and my boy John. Um, the barber uh, for Clean Cut Barbershop. Certainly appreciate that. Go ahead and re-listen. Uh, binge on all the other ones as well. Certainly appreciate it. Obviously, right now, let's go over the three countries beyond the United States that are listening the most. Uh, and as of this week, U- the UK, Russia, and Canada in that order. All right. I think that's, that was similar to last week. And then beyond Utah, uh, the three states that are holding it down this month uh, as of today, uh, California, Virginia, and there's a tie for third between Maryland and Texas. So certainly appreciate that. And then obviously we have the random Twitter follower shout out. And today goes out to at Malathion01. This is a, one, a, 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 another good friend of mine. Uh, he uh, is a battle rap host for King of the Dot. Uh, has helped me out in a lot of venue, uh, adventure, or excuse me, ventures of my own. And so go follow him. And that's at Malathion01. Of course, it will be in the description, but that's at M A L A T H I O N 01. I want to say um, that I'm really appreciative of the support that has been given about uh, the new sponsor that we had, uh, that we've attained rather. Um, it's been real big ups, man. Like, uh, I know a lot of people out here that have gone out to them. They, I mean, again, they got 30 years of service. And so it's just really a big, big blessing that we're going to take this venture on together and, and, uh, you know, work together to get our brands together. I have another sponsor potentially in the, in the, well, I have a sponsor that I'm eyeing, right? And they might be a guest on the show <clears throat> excuse me, in a couple weeks, so we'll see. But uh, not we'll see. You'll see or you'll hear. 
happy podcast Friday. I hope you guys are going to have an awesome ass weekend. Um, I know that I kind of have something pretty, you know, I'm pretty well ready to get this weekend started. That's for damn sure. Tonight I am uh, drinking some, I'm drinking the champagne of beers, Miller High Life, you know, that's what we're doing tonight. Again, man, shit, it's all up to you guys. Episode 34 is on its way, you know, short story bingo. Make sure to rate, subscribe, uh, share with your friends, let them know that uh, they can binge out on some crazy stories about serial killers or mob stories or Mark Twain or Edgar Allan Poe or a Shakespeare story or a couple of history stories. We're we're uh, building up a, a volume here. It's like Audible, baby. All right. Well, I guess we got to go into the uh, intro music. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Yes. The Princess of Amon Ra, and that's spelled A M, like Amen dash Ra. A really important, like uh, Egyptian king, right? I think Amon Ra was an Egyptian king. Jesus, already going to Google. That's all right. We'll do it together. Boy, this high life, man. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, he was a god. Okay. Amun-Ra was one of the most powerful gods in ancient Egypt. At the height of the Egyptian civilization, he was called the king of gods. Okay. All right. So Amun-Ra is a pretty big deal. All right. Okay. So the princess of Amun-Ra lived some 1,500 years before the birth of Christ. When she died, she was laid in an ornate wooden coffin and buried deep in a vault at Luxor, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Just kidding. <laughs> At Luxor, on the banks of the Nile. Had she been left undisturbed in her vault, perhaps this would have been the end of the story. If you mother, if if you guys just would have left me alone, I would not have ter. Because you, I mean, this is already. Had she had she been left undisturbed in her vault, perhaps this would have been the. End of the story. Just leave her, leave Amon Ra's princess alone. Leave Amon Ra's princess alone. In fact, it was only the beginning. For 10 years at the start of this century, the evil influence of her coffin brought death and havoc wherever it went. Dude, I'm telling you guys, this is the fucking mummy. Of all tales of the supernatural, this one is perhaps the best documented, the most disturbing, and the most difficult to explain. So, again, I'm reading out of World's Strangest, and then in quotations, True Ghost Stories by John Macklin. So, I mean, it seems, I don't know, you know, right? I mean, this is right. I mean, this is... I mean, it's supposed to be true, I think, right? I think, I don't know, you know? I mean, who knows, right? 
Of all, so let's go back over that one more time. Of all tales of the supernatural, this one is perhaps the best documented, the most disturbing, and the most difficult to explain. In the late 1890s, four rich young Englishmen visiting the excavations at Luxor were invited to buy an exquisitely fashioned mummy case containing the remains of the princess of Amun-Ra. Okay, I mean, I mean, I feel like that's fine. I mean, people go, you know, shoot lions. Why can't guys, I mean, it is 18, in the late 1890s, so what, like 1896 or something? They're like, and over here, sir, we have a, a tomb of the princess of Amun Ra. Don't ask us how we got it, and don't ask us how often it has been passed down to us, and how weird my voice is right now. Yeah, we'll take it. Why the fuck does he have an English accent, or a, a down south accent if he's an Englishman? Right on then, sir. Yeah, go ahead and put it in the go ahead and put it in the buggy. That's not what he would have said either. They drew lots. The man who won paid several hundred pounds and had the coffin taken to his hotel. Okay. Yeah, let's not take it to the hotel, sir. Then maybe keep it outside. Just kidding. You can't keep it outside because you just paid a, probably a, a pretty penny for that. Let's find a spot for it real quick. I mean, it's 1898. There has to be like some, I mean, you got to have some place to put it, right? I don't know. Just not in like in the hotel. In the hotel? This is how scary movies start. Oh, yeah. Just uh, put the remains of uh, Amon Ra's princess. Uh, you know, uh, definitely not by the furnace because I don't want it to burn up. But uh, I would say underneath the HDTV that's going to be there in 100 years. They drew lots. The man who won, so they drew lots, they bid on it. The man who won paid several hundred pounds and the coffin taken to his hotel. A few hours later, oh my God, here we go. Okay, a few hours later, he was seen walking out towards the desert. He was never seen again. Yeah, of course he fucking wasn't. You know, that immediately reminds me of, have you guys seen the movie 1408 with John Cusack? That's kind of what that reminds me of. Like, if you go in that room, then you're, like, uh, you know, possessed by what that room has entailed or whatever. Or, like, all the things that have gone in. Like, everyone warned you, like, don't go into that room. And you're like, yeah, man, well, whatever. It's the only room that has a skeleton key in an updated hotel. It should be fine. The next day, one of his companions was shot by an Egyptian servant and wounded and wounded so severely that his arm had to be amputated. Jesus. The third man in the party found on his return home that the bank holding his entire life, or I was going to say life savings. Uh, the third man in the party found on his, uh, the third, <laughs> Jesus, the third man in the party found on his return home that the bank holding his entire savings had failed. So, I mean, it's just one after the fourth man suffered a severe illness, lost his job, went to stripping 
turn into one of the best prostitutes that London, England has ever seen. And so we cannot wait for you to visit the Princess of Amun Ra's Gentlemen's Club. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> the fourth man suffered a severe illness, lost his job, and was reduced to selling matches in the street. Matches, man. Reduced to selling matches. My, my, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. If, 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 if I could borrow a little bit of your time here, uh, I, what I have here, what I have here is book matches here. And so when you, you strike them, fire. Yeah, yeah, I already have some, sir. Well, you see, I got a cigar here and I already have me matches. Yeah. Yeah, but I have a box of matches. And if you would like to have a box of matches, it's going to be one pound for you, sir. Please get away from me. You smell like piss and you smell like dog shit. You're right. You're right. Curse upon you, Princess Almond Raw. <laughs> Selling matches in the street? Come on, man. That's terrible. That's terrible. This mummy's terrible. <laughs> Why? But, uh, why? Like, I guess. Is it because, like, it was disturbed? Like, did they. Was there, like, some sort of, like. Um. Seance performed when she died? You know? Like, I don't even know if that's going to be read about, but. Can you do that? Can is that a thing? Like, can you guys perform a seance around my body? And if anyone disturbs my body, then I can just like wreak havoc. That can't be it. I mean, it's obviously. I mean, we'll see. I guess, but that just seems weird to me. You know what I mean? Like to be able to just go full Hulk mode and then you know and disturb everyone's lives around you, lives rather. Yeah. Eventually, the coffin reached England. No, God. Well, actually, you know what? I think Eng I think England had already conquered Egypt at that time. So maybe this is like 1,500 years in the making of them being like, yeah, well. Eventually, the coffin reached England, where it was bought by a London businessman. After, oh, my God. After three of his family had been injured in a road accident and his house severely damaged by fire, the owner of the coffin donated it to the British Museum. You know what? I'm good. I'm just I'm just going to I'm going to actually donate it to you. I know I paid. But sir, but sir, you you paid bloody, you paid bloody two um, two thousand pounds for this bloody coffin. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying yeah like that. Yeah. Yeah, but he just donated. He's like, "Fuck it, I don't just take it away, man." My house is burned down. Three of my family had had been injured in a road accident. This is late 1890, so you don't know what that means. Trampled by a horse, slipped in the waste that was le left out, and you just drop. I don't know what's going on. Despite its reputation, the authorities agreed 
to accept the gift. Okay. Nice question shit, okay? This question shit. Where'd this come from? Uh, why, why are you donating a mummy that you paid so much for? Question things, guys. You know what I mean? Just figure it out. <clears throat> Sorry. Despite its reputation, the authorities agreed to accept the gift, naturally. But the princess of Amun-Ra was not long in bringing calamity to her new home. Is it, this is that also that movie Insidious, right? The the doll. I don't remember the name of the doll off the top of my head, but like, yeah, man, just leave it be. Just at this point, just roll out as the co- okay. Um, but the princess of Amun Ra was not long in bringing calamity to her new home, as the coffin was being unloaded from a truck in the museum courtyard. The truck suddenly went into reverse, trapping a passenger. Oh, excuse me. Trapping a passerby who was taken to a hospital. Then, as the casket was being lifted up the stairs by two workmen, one fell and broke his leg. The other man in his 30s, not sure why you had to be super specific with that. I'm in my 30s, and I don't know if I... I mean, you know what I mean? The other man... In his 30s, and apparently in perfect health. Oh, shit. Hold on. Okay. Okay, let me go back. Because that's... Okay. Despite its reputation, the authorities agreed to accept the gift. But the princess of Amun-Ra was not long in bringing calamity to her new home. As the coffin was being unloaded from a truck in the museum courtyard, the truck suddenly went into reverse trapping a passerby who was taken to a hospital. Then, as the casket was being lifted up the stairs by two workmen, one fell and broke his leg. The other man, in his 30s and apparently in perfect health, died unaccountably two days later. Once the princess was installed in the Egyptian room, the trouble really started. Night watchmen at the museum frequently heard frantic hammering and sobbing coming from the coffin. Oh my god. No. Get it out. Now. The coffin is... There's someone screaming in it. There's someone screaming in it. And they're they're supposed to have been dead 1,600, 1,500, a lot of years ago. Okay? So, that's what... No. Me and Rick heard it. Rick? Fucking... Where's Rick? Did he Rick? He broke his leg. Yeah, he's over there screaming. He broke his leg. It's a fucking coffin. It's like, first, uh, the coffin. Once the princess was installed in the Egyptian room, because they had an Egyptian room, naturally, as they should. I mean, whatever. It's a museum, right? Once the princess was installed in the Egyptian room, the trouble really started. Night watchman at the museum and this isn't night at the museum watchman okay this isn't uh again nicholas cage oh wait not nicholas cage oh my god why did i go there ben stiller <laughs> going through and checking out you know owen wilson and robin williams and 
all those, you know, the dinosaurs. This is these are just regular guys just trying to figure it out. Night watchmen at the museum frequently heard frantic hammering and sobbing coming from the coffin. Other exhibits in the room were hurled about. On one occasion, a keeper claimed that he had been actually attacked by a spirit who leaped out of the casket and tried to hurl him down a delivery chute with a 40-foot drop. Cleaners at the museum refused to go near the Princess of Amun-Ra. When one man derisively flicked a dust cloth at the face painted on the coffin... Oh, God. Okay. Cleaners at the museum refused to go near the Princess of Amun-Ra. When one man derisively flicked a dust cloth at the face painted on the coffin. Ready? His child died of measles soon afterward. Are you kidding me? Finally, the authorities said... Yeah, finally... Maybe, like, after the... Finally, the authorities had the mummy carried down to the basement where it could surely do no further harm. Or just fucking... You know what? At this point, let's throw it away. Let's take it... You know what? Actually, let's just take it back in Egypt. All right? Let's just take it back to Egypt. I think we're over it. Just, like, maybe let her rest in peace. If she's freaking out that bad, you know, maybe it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Finally, the authorities had the mummy carried down to the basement where it could surely do no further harm. Within a week, yeah, well, here we go. Within a week, one of the men who had helped in the moving was seriously ill. Of course he fucking was. And the supervisor of the move was found dead at his desk. By now, the papers has see, had seized the story. A photographer, okay. I mean, this is you understand this is going to be. A photographer took a picture of the mummy case and found when he developed it that the painting on the coffin had changed into a human and, to boot, horrifying face. Oh, my God. The photographer went home, locked his door. Guess it. Go ahead and try to guess it now. One. And shot himself. The museum then sold the mummy to a private collector. Who's buying this? Why are you buying this? Stop buying it. I'm so serious. Like, just stop buying it. How is it being sold? It was just donated. And so, they, like, are, like, take it back where it came from. The museum then sold the mummy to a private collector. After continual misfortune, he banished it to the attic because that's where, you know, fucking Clark Griswold on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation found solace in the attic. Yeah, so that's where the Princess of Amun-Ra is going to sit in the same sultry setting as Clark Griswold. On National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. After continual misfortune, he banished it to the attic where it was languishing when Madame Helena 
Blavatsky, a well-known authority on the occult, visited the house. And Blavatsky, if you want to look it up, I I looked it up, B-L-A-V-A-T-S-K-Y. Madam Helena uh, Blavatsky. She did not know the history of the mummy or that it was even on the premises. Yet as soon as she entered the house, she was seized with a shivering fit and declared there was an evil influence of incredible intensity at work. He felt it. The host, <laughs> almost jokingly, oh, come on, man. You, just come on in and quit freaking out. You know what I mean? There's something incredibly crazy in here. Can't you feel it? The host, almost jokingly, invited her to have a look around. <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, seriously. Some of these paintings, as you can tell, uh, they're from some of the best Italian painters that have ever walked the earth and so we just keep them right here over here is my family there's well there's none left because of this mummy that's in the attic and uh, over here uh, do you are you a whiskey person or no you're not an anything person you just want what water please water i'm serious water is she dead too the maid she dead the host almost jokingly invited her to have a look around Madame Blavatsky searched the house without success until she came to the attic and found the mummy case. She knew at once that this was the source of the evil influence she had felt. Can you... Can, uh, oh, I think this is an Englishman, right? Yeah, okay. Can you exercise? Oh, come on. Can can you exercise? Can, no. What am I doing with my tongue? Can you exercise? Okay, there we go. Okay, closer. Can you exercise this evil spirit? Asked the host. There's no such thing as exorcism, replied madam. Evil remains evil forever. Nothing can be done about it. I implore you to get rid of this evil thing as soon as possible. The owner of the house did not take the matter seriously until a member of his family, because that's what needs to happen. Someone needs to die or be hurt before you take it seriously. Nah, she's crazy, man. The owner of the house did not take the matter seriously until a member of his family, moving some suitcases, regular chore, I feel like, moving some suitcases in the attic a week or so later, claimed to have seen a figure rise from the mummy case and glide across the floor. No, leave fucking now, man. After this, he felt he should take Madame Blavatsky's advice and rid himself of the disturbing object. No British museum would take the mummy. The fact that nearly 20 people had met with death or disaster from handling the casket was now well known. You guys ready for this? Eventually, a hard-headed American archaeologist who dismissed the happenings as quirks of circumstance paid a handsome price for the specimen 
and made arrangements for its removal to New York. In April 1912, the collector escorted his pride. Pride, excuse me. In April 1912, the collector escorted his prize aboard a sparkling golly aboard a sparkling new white star liner about to make its maiden voyage to New York on the night of April 14th amid scenes of unprecedented horror the princess Amun-Ra accompanied 1,500 passengers to their deaths at the bottom of the Atlantic. I have a in my, I have a, a New York Times the, the front page for the New York Times for the following day of this happening. So, okay, let's redo that because there's literally only one sentence left and it's going to be the sentence. All right. So no British museum would take the mummy. So it's again, it says in this guy's attic, he's, he's like, yo, I don't, I just, I'm over it. No British museum would take the mummy. The fact that nearly 20 people had met with death or disaster from handling the casket was now well known. Eventually, a hard-headed American archaeologist archeolo- uh, who dismissed the happenings as quirks of circumstance, which is like not super crazy, I guess, paid a handsome price for the specimen and made arrangements for its removal to New York. So it was in... Okay. In April 1912, the collector escorted his prize aboard a sparkling new white star liner about to make its maiden voyage to New York. On the night of April 14th, amid scenes of unprecedented horror, the Princess Amun-Ra accompanied 1,500 passengers to their deaths at the bottom of the Atlantic. The name of the ship slash White Star Liner was, you guessed it, the Titanic. We are looking this up right now. Also, that's episode 34. Short story bingo. My name is Nate Chacon the third. We just read the mummy's curse from John Macklin. I am looking this up right now because no, no, I did not know. Okay, Titanic, uh, Princess Amen. It comes right up. Kurt, fact check. Um, okay. Let's see. Let's just take a look. I'm on Snopes. Let's just do this. Hold on. So it says... Okay, since she was uh, but it's only a ghost story. Okay, there never was a mummy, curse or otherwise. Okay, so world's strangest true. Whew. All right. Okay. First of all, the tale is logically inconsistent. Okay. All right. 
Well, still, I might have messed that up by giving that because I, I mean, that's still crazy, man. That would have been crazy. I should have left it, but I didn't. Oh, well. It's 2018, man. It's April 28th, 2018 for that matter. 27th, 2018 for that matter. You guys would have looked it up anyway. I'm not done. That wasn't a spoiler alert. I got scared, man. All right? Sue me. Don't sue me. But, you know, fucking got scared. Anyway, episode 34, short story being I just read uh, out of uh, World's Strangest True Ghost Stories. Of course, I'll have the... um, uh, links in the description. Also, of course, the links to our new sponsor, Clean Cut Barbershop on 21 East Kelsey Avenue. Mention short story being on receive $5 off on your first service. Um, thank you guys so much, man. This, uh, you know, continues to be very joyful for me. I really appreciate it and um, can't wait for next week. Can't wait for the week after that and so on and so forth. So, with that in mind, please email your stories. I have a couple stories in the email right now that I'm going to be reading next week. Uh, well, one of them, rather. Um, and, yeah, so I appreciate what you guys have been sending in. Again, that's shortstorybingo at gmail.com, shortstorybingo at gmail.com. Um, yeah, or or you can uh, make sure to subscribe, or, excuse me, follow the Instagram at shortstorybingo. And I don't have, um, let's see, yeah, sorry, bingo on Instagram, email. Yeah, that's about it, man. I don't know. Whatever. Let's just end the the episode like this. I'm sorry I messed up the end of the story. I just had to know if it was true. Dun dun dun! Spare fingers! Yes!